start with this Genesis 28. And what I want to do, uh, you know, what the, the Lord gave us this word to take some of the river of the Holy Spirit that the Lord's been releasing to us back for a good while now since, and take it to Argentina and release it in Argentina. So we took this little bottle of water symbolically down there and poured it out. And the Lord really enabled us to release what we have. We were really able to successfully do that. Although, when I was doing it, I felt really stupid. <laughs> like, and I felt like, you know, you, sometimes like you feel nothing. Like, man, this is nothing, Lord. But over, you know, over that whole period of time, we saw the Lord just really release the river of the Holy Spirit there, as we, as we know the Holy Spirit here. And, but they, have a, they also have a river of the Holy Spirit. That was one of the things I saw was the evidence of real revival in our, that's been going on in Argentina was with the, those missionaries. That's an evidence of real revival. It's people who have a call to missions, who have a call to go out. And that's what those people were in that retreat is those, those people want to go out into the world. You know, some in Argentina is a guy who is going to China to be a missionary. I mean, so it's pretty powerful, you know, seeing that fruit. But so what we brought back is some of the river from Argentina, their flavor of the river, and we poured out some of it earlier this morning, and we're gonna we're gonna pour out the rest of it today for us to receive. And their river is, and I'll talk to you a little bit. Their, their, their river is a little different from ours, uh, but and I'll I'll tell you that in the conclusion here. So I got 25 minutes or less. So let's start with Genesis 28, uh, Brian. And this is, of course, Jacob's ladder story. Y'all remember this story? Jacob had the dream, saw the ladder, the angels going up and down. It's one of our favorites. Uh, it says, Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Uh, and he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And what the Lord really wants to reveal to the church is, you know, the house of God is the church. We're the house of God. And God wants to reveal that we're also the gate. We're the gate. We're the doorway to heaven and the earth. That's what the body of Christ has meant. The heavens have been opened in the Lord Jesus Christ. He has opened the heavens. They are open, but we're the ones who give access. Because in the Bible, any time in the Bible where you see the word gate, most of the times, gates are symbolic of authority. You know, the gates of heaven, uh, or the gates of hell, that's the, the authority of hell shall not prevail against the church. You know, the elders sit in the gate in the Old Testament. That's where they had their, their meeting. So when you see the word gate, we're talking about authority, and God has given the church true authority to give access of heaven. We have the authority that's been given to us. And God wants to begin to reveal to us, but we're a lot like Jacob. We didn't know it. That we, we suffer from an ignorance, really. Lack of knowledge of what God has called us to do and who God has called us to be. And God is revealing now that we are the gatekeepers. That we can literally release heaven. And we really allow, you know, one of the things the Lord's been doing is just, you know, being in the river of God, finding that we as individuals have this gate in our called the mind where the you know our mind you know I've talked about this over and over and over and over I feel like I keep just sort of repeat but I don't mind is our mind is the gate for us personally where we allow heaven your believing rules you 
right? You don't rule your believing. And you so your mind is the gate whether heaven comes or heaven goes in your, uh, in your own personal life. And so God is really wanting to teach the church now how to open heaven to the world around it. And that's really what he's doing. Now let's look in Ephesians 3, 3 10 through 12. Um, it says, to the, this is Paul, to intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by who? The church. God wants the church to make known His manifold wisdom. And in the Bible, which, which is the heavenly wisdom, which is God's wisdom, which is, which is this spiritual realm, this invisible realm that God wants to open up. And if you study the Bible, you could conclude, you know, you could summarize what Jesus did in two things. One, 1 John 3, 8, Jesus was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay? Two, in John, is it John 15 or 16, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. As he came to do those two things, he came to reveal the Father, of, the Father heart of God, the Father of, of all earth, the Father of all earth, the Father heart of God, that Jesus came to reveal that. This is what the Father's like. Okay? And that's what we read in the Gospel. We see what the Father's like. And we also see Jesus going about destroying the works of the devil. And that's really what God's called the church to do. That's what we're to do. We're to do those two things. We are to reveal the Father. This thing is got a bad boom. Can somebody help me with it? Huh? Move it up. Is that just my throat booming? Okay. Are y'all seeing those two things? You, do you see what I'm saying to you this morning? God wants to reveal it to you. That's who we are. That's what we've been called to do. We're that gate to basically release the knowledge of the Father of God in the earth and to destroy the works of the devil. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what, let's, let's read on, verse 11. According to the eternal purpose which He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, in Christ, Jesus accomplished these things already. And He's created these good works for us to walk in. Just as He walked, He's called us to walk in these things. Go to the next verse. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. In other words, we access this, this heavenly realm ourselves by faith. And, and the Lord's calling for, for a boldness in the church. Not only for us to access, to know that we can access it, to know that heaven is open... Because most people don't believe it. There's many of you sitting there today, you don't believe it. You don't believe heaven's open and you don't believe you're a gateway. But it says right there, that's what it says, that we can have confidence with, for this thing. And that's what God is trying to release to us, that we can have confidence to access heaven and bring it into the world. In fact, He's saying to us, not only can you, you have confidence, you are that doorway, you're that gate to heaven. Heaven's open, but it's only open if you open it for people. Are you, do you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? You have to be the gate. You're the one with the spiritual authority. Let's read uh, Matthew 13, 10 through 11. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries. Listen, it has been given to you. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus says. It's been given to you. You have it. It's yours. You have it. But to them it has not been given. Just 
going to back up. In other words, he spoke in parables to hide it from other people who were, who were not in Christ. It's hid from them. But it's given to us. We can have... We can have these mysteries. They're already ours. They're ours right now, today, right this moment. We don't have to try to figure out. We're not the lost. We don't have to beg God. We don't have to come in here and beg, Oh, Lord, please move. Oh, Lord, please, you know, let's get worship, Lord. Let's pump up something. Let's build up something. We don't have to do that. That is ridiculous. In fact, I'll tell you, God is, I think, I think maybe God's tired of us doing that. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, I've been doing this with you a long time. I don't want to do that no more. You know, he's not his man. He just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want us to beg him no more. He doesn't want that. That's not what he does. He's a father. He says, I've already given it to you. I want you to have it. I just want you to receive it. I want you to believe this stuff. I don't want you to come here and beg me to heal you. I want to heal you. That's what I do. I don't want you to think I don't love you. I love you. That's what I am. I'm love. I care about it. But the church, most of the church is begging God to do something. We're acting like a, we're acting bad. We get over here and act, just act bad. That's all I know how to say it. It just feels bad. It feels wrong. He wants us to have it. It's ours. See, we're reading the Bible like, oh, like this. Well, it ain't been given to us, maybe some special people. And we're trying to figure it out. We're going to get these mysteries. It's a lie. It's yours. Are y'all okay? Maybe I... Uh, let's look at Luke 12, verse 32. Luke, it, this is what Jesus said. Do not fear, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He takes pleasure in it. He takes pleasure in it. He takes pleasure in letting us have the invisible world, His world kingdom of heaven. It's ours right now. It's His pleasure. See, that's really, you know, I know our minds want to tell us something else. Our experience wants to tell us something else. And that's why we need to repent. Because repent means change your mind. Repent means stop believing what you've always been taught or what you've thought and believe what the Bible says. Believe that. Stop believing that God wants to hide things from you. And doesn't want you to be on the inside and on the end of no. Stop believing that you can't have this world that's invisible that's right here, that you can't have it right now. Stop believing that. That's what you repent from. That's opening your mind up. That's the gate of your mind being opened to let those things begin. And once you do that, it starts working. It starts happening in your life. But if you sit there in your mind and you can't and you refuse to change your mind, it, it just ain't gonna work. That's that's not the way the deal works. You know, it it's really goes down to our Christian life being built on grace and truth. It, it really has to be. That's the foundation because that's what Jesus was full of. It's grace and truth. And you can't have, you know, it really is truth without grace. It's just not truth and grace without truth. It's just not grace. It's just incomplete. Are y'all with me? All right, let's look over to uh, Luke 24. This is a condensed message. It's condensed, but because this is what this is what I believe the Lord wants to do. Okay, it's it's found here. See, I want to get us to get out of this thing, man, of, of begging God, of striving, 
of having to go, you know, just work at it and work at it. And, you know, we're going to get somewhere. I, I want to quit that mess. I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to come to church and put up with it, actually. That's what I want to do. My new rule church is no striving. Just, just don't strive here. Let's don't strive to get God to move. Let's just make a deal. Lord, we're not going to do that. We're going to let you do what you want to do. I don't want to have to get out here and strive to worship the Lord. That's insanity. Think about it. We're going to have to worship the Lord. Oh, how hard it is to worship God. But that's the way the church is. I don't feel like it. All that stuff, that's craziness. If we step into the spiritual realm, we can't help but worship. The spiritual world is not this world. The invisible world is a completely different world than this world. In this world, you're going to have to try and try and do all that, that stuff. That's just not the way it's supposed to be. I don't want to do it. I've been doing that for a long time in my life, I feel like. I'm thinking, I, just don't, I can't do that anymore, Lord. You know? <laughs> I'm 52 years old, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm not tired of His world. His world brings life. His world is available. And God wants to release His world to us. And He wants to go after unbelief in us and doubt in us. But this is what the Lord wants to do. Are y'all okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, my brain is fuzzy. Luke 24, 28 through 33. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It says, Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and He indicated that He would have gone farther. So that's really, you know, this is the road to Emmaus after Jesus had been resurrected from the dead. And he was with these guys, and they didn't recognize him. Okay? Sort of like Jacob. They didn't know. And he was walking with them. And he was going to keep going, but he had, they'd had this conversation with him. And they constrained him. They said, no, come with us. It says, uh, uh, but they constrained him, verse 29, saying, abide with us, for it's towards evening, and the day is far spent. And that's really what the Lord, that's, a key for us is God this is the way he works this is really the truth the way he works about what I'm talking to you about this morning if you don't reach out to him to grab it he'll walk by you now let me tell you how he walks by you he'll walk by you to this guy okay but then he'll come back to you I feel like God has done 9,000 laps in my life you know keep him coming back are you ready Byron do you really want me Byron do you really want this you know, he says he does, he does. And if I, oh, well, you got 900 excuses why you don't. Well, I don't believe that, that's crazy stuff. No. And if you do that, he'll walk back over here to this next guy. But he'll keep coming back to you because that's the Father. He keeps coming back and keeps coming back and keeps coming back until you get so sick of religion and you get so sick of all this other stuff that people tell you that's not true. You get sick of it. And you see the Lord start touching people you love. And you realize all that other stuff people told me is a big lie. And it has, it's destroying my family. Then you jump in with the Lord. <laughs> he finds ways of getting in your life. He wants in your life more than you want Him in there. Believe me. I speak from experience. And they said, Lord, abide with us. Live with us. Stay here with us. And that's what the Lord wants. You know, He wants places where He can stay. 
not just visit. You know? Because, you know, when the Lord moves, lots of times in churches, they enjoy it, and but then they move on and go back to what they were doing. And anytime you get in a situation in a, in a, where the Lord moves, there's a decision to be made. And the decision is this. Are we going to... Well, that was a great time. The Lord really moved last week. Are we going to just go back and do what we've always done? Because he's saying, no, I want to keep moving. We thought it was just a one-spurt thing. But he said, no, I want to just keep flowing and keep flowing. And I want you every time you think about me that the Lord's still moving. He wants to move. I don't want to go back. And that's how you keep from going back. It's because you know the Lord wants us to keep moving. He wants to do new things. He wants to pour out fresh. And as long as you have that heart, he'll keep doing it. And he and so it says, Abide with us, up with us for it's towards the evening and the day is far spent. And that speaks of the time we're living in in this age. This age is evening. We're living in the evening of this age. And the day is far spent. We really are. And it's time, you know, the Lord wants to reveal himself, okay? So he went and stayed with them. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took the bread, took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. So that's one of the things the Lord wants to do. He wants to take the bread. This is the bread of God right here. He wants to take this bread and bless it. Because lots of the stuff we've read in this bread has not really been blessed. It's been natural to us. He wants to break the bread of the Word open to us. There's a download spiritually of the Word of God that's incredible. I mean, telling you, God's, it's incredible when you start seeing stuff from God's perspective. You start seeing the Bible from a different perspective. All of a sudden you think, I've never thought about it like that. I've never dreamed about it like that. It's available to you. And I promise you, once you start getting it, you don't want to go back to just a normal Bible, you know, Bible study stuff, you know, theology and all that. I mean, all that's good stuff. I'm, don't get me wrong, but you want it to come from heaven. You want it to come from Him. You want it to be from the Holy Spirit, not from human beings. Because it's a big difference. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff in here that we don't even know that's in there. I promise you there he is. And that's one of the things the Lord's going to do. He's going to break the bread of his word open to us. And he's doing that right now. I had this dream. I was having these dreams last night. And in these dreams, these two guys were in there. And I thought, man, these are devils and they're going to get me. That's what I thought. And the Lord spoke to me in a dream. He says, no, Byron, those are angels that have come to help you. And I said, I don't really know how to interpret dreams, do I, Lord? I was having this conversation with the Lord in the dream. It was kind of crazy. He said, no, but I'm going to teach you how to interpret life the way I interpret it. And there's things that you thought were bad that I had really sent to you. God wants to teach us the way He thinks. He wants to show us His interpretation of the Word. Okay? And uh, look, jump down there to verse 45, Brian, Luke 24, 45. This is what He wants to do. It's... I know we've read this before to you, but I don't really care. It says, He opened their understanding, He opened their mind that they might, what? Uncomprehend the Scriptures. God wants to do something to our mind. He wants to open our minds up to really understand the Bible, to understand what it really teaches and what it really says. And God's doing that right now. That's what he, one of the things that God's doing. He's doing it. So we can stand up here, I can stand up here and say, God wants to do that for you. He's doing it for me. 
He's doing it for other people. He's, that's what he's active in doing. You don't have to be a preacher or a pastor or, or anything. You can just be some guy who comes to church and sits there and all of a sudden God opens the Word up to you and you find something in there that changes your life and changes everybody around you because you have ate something that's from heaven and not from earth. Aren't you tired of earthly stuff? God has something greater for us. And I'm telling you, once you taste a little bit of it, you don't want to go back to the other stuff. It ruins you. It's infectious. It really is like a disease. It's like an infectious disease. It just affects you. It just gets in your mind. It's like I heard this guy one time say, uh, I read this, about Paul the Apostle. They said he had a palsy. And this old preacher said, Well, roll on, holy palsy. <laughs> if that's palsy, I want in on it. I thought that's pretty good. Anyways, it says there, it says right here, after he broke the bread, it says their eyes were opened and they knew him. And that's what the Lord wants to do. Suddenly the spiritual realm was opened. God wants to open the spiritual realm to us for us to really literally see into it because it's the Father's good pleasure to give us that world. You hear what I'm saying to you? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you that world, that invisible world. He wants you to see into that world, hear into that world, understand that world, because it's His pleasure for you to have that. It's yours, it's mine, and by faith we can access that world. God wants to do that for us. God wants us to see His world. He wants us to hear from His world. He wants us to understand His world. That is the best news there is. It is to me, anyway. I mean, if you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's what this deal is all about, isn't it? I mean, it, it's not about this right here, you know. It's about this thing here that we don't see. Right? I mean, ain't that what we in this deal for? Was that? I mean, I'm in for that. I'm really into that thing. So the Lord wants to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and heart to understand. That's what he's releasing, that. Just like that. Bam! Suddenly, this person had been there all the time with them, and they saw, oh my gosh, it's him, this person who died and was buried. We saw him hanging up there, and suddenly he's standing right in front of us alive. They saw him. He wants us to see him. 500 more people saw him. says, you know, it was common in the New Testament. They were seeing stuff. You know? That was how they lived their Christian life. That's what God's releasing. And the third thing is, is it says, uh, back to verse 32, Brian. Are y'all okay? Yeah. Verse 32, Brian. <coughs> it says, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us. That's the thing the Lord wants to set our hearts on fire for him. Like they were experiencing this fire in them. They didn't know what was happening until after they, their eyes were opened and after they got this revelation, after they got this understanding, they realized there's this, this fire burning in us when he was talking to us. You know, there was something happening to us spiritually. Something was happening. 
He was talking to us, and it was doing something to us. And God really wants to release that. And that's the thing, I can tell you this, about you know what I perceive. Now, there's lots of stuff down there in Argentina in terms of uh, the spiritual world there. It is a different spiritual world. They have different demons down there. They really do. Those demons down there are different, and those demons are just than the American demons. You know, American demons have their thing. We're all used to them. Now, here's one thing the Lord showed me when I got back here immediately that's badly on all of us is the yoke of man, the yoke of human expectations. That yoke is on us. We don't really realize how much it is on us, how we want to... We we have this need in us or this desire in us to try to make everybody happy, make everybody satisfied. We're concerned about our reputation, all that stuff. And that's a yoke that's on us. I can feel it here. A lot more than you could feel it down there. That's, it's not a big deal down there. There's other deals down there. They got their deals. Okay, but that was one of the things I really felt strongly. when I, Actually, I'll be honest, when I walked to church this morning, I felt this invisible presence trying to get on me. And I thought, that is the yoke of man. That's the yoke of human expectation. That is nothing but garbage. I don't want that on me. You know, church is for God. It's not for people. And people get in on it because God's happy and he likes to share stuff. <laughs> God is really generous, man. So, um, but, so, well, let me just say this also to you. If you're going to really begin to walk in what I'm talking about, uh, revealing the heart of the Father, because that's what we're really, that's what it all boils down to, those two things, revealing the heart of, heart of the Father and destroying the works of the devil. If that if that's really what you feel God has really ultimately called you to, which you are called to that, whether you realize it or not, the enemy is going to... You're going to have to deal with the enemy because he's going to start looking at you different. Okay? Now, I'm not this guy who's big into the devil kind of thing. You know? Because this is one thing I notice about people. I'm going to be honest with you. This is something that really irritates me about people. Okay? Is you can talk about demons in church. Okay? And, and around other Christians. And, and it really is okay and acceptable to people. But you start talking about angels, you get, people get mad at you about talking about angels. They'll fuss at you about talking about having angelic visitation. But you can talk about demons all day long. And they don't fuss at you. Now you tell me what's wrong with that picture. I mean, something is wrong with that when we can't... You can preach on angels, and I can guarantee I can preach a message on angels. And somebody's going to come out here and pull out ones, I think it's in Colossians, about not worshiping angels. And I'm thinking, I already said that. I said we're not worshiping them. You know what I'm saying? It's just something's wrong with that kind of thinking. You know? So I think we need to be able to talk about angels. And we need to be able to talk about the, the enemy's stuff too, if, if, if need be so. Yeah, the angels is better. But I did want to tell you this. You know, the, the Bible really tells us to, to, to be vigilant. Be, you know, be watchful for the enemy. You know, because he will make runs at you. He really will. So it's important that we walk in the armor of God. And one of the things, I'll tell you this one, okay, that the Lord showed me when I was headed down there, is about purity. You know, blessed are the pure in heart, they're going to see God. Well, I had this, you know, uh, this vision. And in the vision, there was this man that I knew. But I don't naturally know this person. But it was as if I knew him from the past that I had worked with him back in my prior career and had this relationship with him. And I went up to him to, you know, hey, you know, speak to him. And he basically said I had, that I had no right to speak to him, 
you know, that he was not my friend. Okay, and then he, this guy hauls off and hits me. I mean, and when he hit me, I went off the ground, slammed to the floor. Bad hit. And this guy was kind of old, too. I mean, you know. I remember he had a hawk nose. I'm thinking, nobody that old could hurt me like that, you know. Yeah, because I was pretty mean in my day. Believe it or not, I was a pretty, pretty tough guy. So somebody was just going to go up and hit me and knock me down. They were going to have to really do something. It had to be like boo back there. Want to take me down, big guy. But this guy knew, and then I jumped. I was trying to. I was getting up and said, "What'd you do for?" I thought I was your friend, and I realized this guy was coming at me to kill me. He was going to kill me. I knew he could. <laughs> the way he just hit me, and I cried, "Lord, help me, please!" And the Lord grabbed me immediately and pulled me away and said, "It's okay. I've got you." And then he said, spoke to me. He said this to me. He said, "That man is the world." And what you think is your friend is going to kill you. Then he told me I had too much of the world in me. And the Lord said, you you know, he's interested in our thoughts being purified. You hear what I'm saying to you? God wants purity in our thinking. And and he, you know, he releases a pure mind to us. You know, we can get the renewed mind and, you know, the healed mind. We really went after all that, and, that's, and we'll keep going after that, but there's strongholds in our mind that had to continually be broke down, and the enemy continually releases thoughts. So I want to tell you, let purity be something important in your life. Let purity be something important. And it really is. It's just that's the gate up there, right there. That's where those thoughts, those thoughts get inside there and they can really corrupt your life. And, you know, there's a place in the Bible where God wants us to befriend the world for the sake of bringing them into the kingdom. But there's a thing that says you can't, you can't be a friend of the world in a sense where you have this communion, this fellowship with the world and have that same thing with God. He doesn't want that. And that's a pretty important thing, really. So when we talk about in, you know, us come, becoming that gate and, and stepping into the spiritual world, there's a huge responsibility that comes with it. There's a demand that's placed on us. And purity is one of the things. Impurity is something that God gives us. He washes us. He cleanses us. He purifies us. And that's something He will do for us. But we really need to allow Him to do those kinds of things in our life so we can be the gate. We can. The heaven, heaven is open over us. Okay, it really is. In Christ, Christ opened heaven to the world, but he gave the church responsibility to the doorway to it. In other words, this is the best example I can think of. We had the doors out there. That was like heaven, and Jesus took the doors off the building. But we have another set of doors into this room. That, that, he gave us those doors to control those doors. So we open those doors up to those already open doors, or we close those doors to, those, to the already open doors. Jesus has already opened it up for us. It's done. Done deal. We have responsibility. We have the authority. We're the gate. And you can't do that if you are not bodily connected to the body of Christ. That's how it works. You know, you can't be some guy out there that doesn't like the church and you're going to be some independent operator. You know, we can't. We have our life from his head. He places his head on us. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm just giving you practical things here that will help you. 
Uh, but I didn't really mean to go off on all that too much. But anyways, back to the Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> they have a river of fire down there. Okay, that was what I saw when I was there first night. I saw that because I said, Lord, show me their river. What's their river look like? And I saw a fire in that room that we were in. It was everywhere. It was a, a fire in there. And he said, it's a river of fire. And then later somebody, uh, Jim, I think, was started speaking to me about a revelation. Because we've got this great revelation of the river. There is really a, you know, the water, the Holy Spirit, river. How do your bellies here flow rivers? But the Holy Spirit's also fire. Okay? And, he, and he's also wind. And he's releasing, he wants to release that fire to us. That's what they had. Those guys have got that fire. It's just not just natural passion they got. They have a, a river of fire that they are very influenced by and affected by. Just like we're influenced by this, this Holy Spirit river of water that's been flowing in here. Well, the Lord wants us to put those two together. Okay? And that's what's going to release another whole dynamic, a whole other level for us in this church. Okay? It's when we put those two together. And, and you know, we've experienced some of that wind. You know, I've talked to y'all about feeling the wind and all that kind of stuff we felt. You know, I felt it down there. I felt it in here this morning. You feel the wind bump against you. So the Lord's going to even bring a greater revelation of that to us also. You see, and all that is really what this seeing in the spiritual realm is about. He wants, these are our things. The water, the wind, the fire, all that's ours. Are y'all good? So, what, you know, what I'm going to do is that there, I told everybody, I did learn one word in Spanish. And that was the word for fire. Fuego. Yeah. We had that fuego. But I want to, this is what I want to do is I want to pour this river out and release it. Okay? By faith. And I want everybody who was at Argentina, if you want to, if you don't, we'll have counseling sessions next week. <laughs> Y'all come on up here, the people who went to Argentina. And what we want to do, if you want the Lord, this is the truth, if you want God to really begin to open your mind to understand the scriptures. If you want this fire, and if you want to begin to see into the invisible realm, you can go by here. I don't want to do the normal how you go up one person get. I want you to sort of walk by. This is a semi-fire tunnel. Half a tunnel. Are y'all y'all know what to do? If you want it, you come by here. We'll have each person just touch you, lay hands on you. But let me first pour it out. Okay, that's what we're going to do. And by faith, now again, this is this is water. That, this water literally. Yeah. I don't care. Tell him, Matthew. <laughs> to avoid head-on collisions, let's start over here. Come up this side. Go down that way. Now this, this water literally came from South America. I got it down there. Snuck it in. <laughs> don't everybody come at once now. This is Holy Ghost water. <laughs> Some hungry folks, man. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Whoa. Lord, we to believe... We believe in prophetic symbolism. Yes, we do. We believe when we do something that you told us to do, you're going to do your part. <laughs> so, Lord, we want to release the Holy Ghost fire into this place today. So we pour it out, Lord. We pour it out, Lord. We pour it out, Lord. Give him fire. Give him fire. Give him fire. Give him more fire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Touch. Fire! <laughs> Fire!
One of the things that we've seen in Argentina over the years is they have a tremendous fire on them, an anointing for healing. We've seen healing, but I believe that the Lord is going to multiply that, that it's going to be increased, that this church is going to be known as a disease-free area, Lord God. Increased healing, Lord God. Increased anointing for healing. Let Claim the holy that, fire of God Woo! be on us to purge out all disease. All spirit of affliction fleeing yes, before Lord. the fire yes, and the breath of God. Yes. Let it be multiplied, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just we just release more, Lord. Release more, God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we want the Lord to touch you, but we need you to keep moving. we got a long line here, so just kind of keep moving. Remember, it's not, you just receive it by faith. Believe and receive. Here it comes. This wave just fills the fire, Lord. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then after you get through, you can just lay down if you want to just soak it up a little bit more, however you want to receive that.